This is a moment in wine and hip hop, brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip hop at the highest level. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Tell me up, bro. Check this out. Oh yeah, you'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Yeah, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Wine and Hip Hop. I'm your host, The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. Young Thanos. I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. Y'all know what's going on. Today, I am with another legendary podcast host. I'm with my dog, Lawrence Francis. How you feeling, Lawrence? Hey, Jermaine. Feeling good? Feeling good? Feeling ready to go? <laughs> feeling, feeling ready to bring it? So, <laughs> uh, so this, this is not quite interpreting wine. You know, this is a different interpretation of wine, right? Like that that's what we might call this episode. <laughs> this is it. Just trying to spread the love for the podcasting and, and for the wine. And uh, yeah, just really delighted to yeah speak to your audience and let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Lawrence, man, so tell me, man, like everyone loves your podcast. You've been doing this for a minute. You come from such an interesting background. How did you get into podcasting? There's probably a, yeah, a long-term story and a, and a short-term <laughs> story. Because you were working as like a psychologist, a coach. To yeah. go right into podcasting is just, it's a really interesting <laughs> difference uh, of a career choice. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, I think as you brought it up, my work as a psychologist and, and as a coach, it looks very similar to my work as a podcast host, really. You know, the, there's so many parallels. You know, you've got to... Uh, often meet somebody you've never met before in your life, put them at their ease right away and get them to open up, you know, get get them to trust you, get them to just, you know, because it's more interesting to have somebody as a guest who's fully open, right? It's not, it's not just sort of telling you the, the scripted part and the, and the stuff that kind of, yeah, everyone knows you want to get into, you know, some of the, some of the juicier parts. So I think, yeah, that, that, that in itself is a, is a really interesting parallel. But the short term uh, switch really and the short term move was actually back in 2017. And it was actually kind of off the back of the psychology. I was, I was living over in Madrid where I was, yeah, working as a translator and I loved Madrid, you know, I don't know if people have been over there, but it is, is a fantastic city. They have amazing vineyards really close to the city of Madrid. But everyone works as an English teacher, which, which wasn't really for me, you know, it wasn't, wasn't really where I kind of saw myself. And I'd already had a passion for wine. And I kind of just, you know, without any long term plan, I kind of just thought, look, you know, let me see what value I can bring to the, these wineries over here in Spain who maybe they don't speak English. They can't market themselves necessarily so well other than in Spanish. So that was even the name of the title, you know, Interpreting Wine. It was like taking the stories from Spanish and bringing them out into English and, and bringing it kind of out into the world. So that was the original format. It was like a storytelling podcast. And it was, it was as much as anything, it was an excuse for me to take my Spanish to the next level, you know, go out into a region where no one spoke English and, and just, you know, really go in there at the deep end and come out with not only more knowledge of wine, but also then, you know, um, stories and, and improved Spanish and, and new friends, actually, you know, that's, that, that was really genuinely how it started. So 
I, I and I should have started with this because this is wine and hip hop, <laughs> and I know you a hip hop head. Absolutely. So I gotta. I, we have a lot of wine folks on this in our audience, but we also got a lot of hip hop people in our audience. Yeah. So yeah. I'd like for my hip hop audience to get to know you as well. And I, I asked all my guests, who would you relate to most as a rapper? Like, who's your rap spirit animal? You know, if you could pick a rapper that embodied your style or your spirit, what rapper would that be? It's a really difficult question because there's so many out there. But I think with anything, you got to take it like back to the origin. And I'll, maybe I'll I'll cheat a little bit and I'll I'll use a group rather than an individual rapper if that's okay. And yeah. the first album that I absolutely fell in love with as a kid was uh, a tribe called Quest, Midnight Marauders. albums of all time i just think that you know the, the things that they bring together just you can enjoy it on so many different levels you know you can just enjoy it kind of in the background as well because of the, of the beats are of course incredible you can then get into the the individual lyrics you know q-tip and, and fife and then you can get into like the wordplay the way the actual album flows together you can get into the singles um, and they're, you know, they're really, you know, one, still one of my favorites of, of all time. One, of, you know, one of the sort of greatest of all time. And I think that 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 era and, and that band definitely, and that album more than anything, left such a, a deep mark on. It's enjoyable to know you in the concubines Niggas, take off your coats Ladies, act like gems Sit down, Indian styles You recite these hymns See, lyrically, I'm Mario Andretti on the Momo Ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo Heard me in the 80s, JV's on the promo And I never in the quest to get the paper on the caper But now, let me take it to the queen side I'm taking it to Brooklyn side All the residential questers who invade the air Hold up a second, son, cause we almost there I don't know if, you know, I, I'm able to bring that out in the podcast too much, but people, they comment on my, uh, you know, sort of chocolatey flow and that kind of warm delivery. So. <laughs> uh, a little sure cute tip in there, a little yeah. cute tip. <laughs> I like that, man. Yo, that album was was sick. They, they were ahead of their time with that. And the production style still hasn't been met. Q-Tip is still an amazing producer, also amazing DJ and a wine fan. And, oh, really? and a fan okay, of the wine, man. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, Jerobi is a chef now. So like okay. Tribe Call Quest is all about their, their, they can fit into this industry, man. Uh, and you yeah. never know. You might see them on an episode of Wine and Hip Hop soon. R.I.P. So. Fight I'll be, Dog. I'll be listening in. I'll be listening in. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I saw a show in London. It may have been The Roots or, or no, it, may, it may have been actually Blackstar. But then like as, mm. the, as a sort of support act, as a sort of a post act, they had Ali Shaheed Muhammad's DJing and I got, I got to meet him afterwards and you know total you kind of remind me of him a little bit you got his vibe a little bit I, I can see that that's so it. funny yeah. man well, that's, that's a huge compliment huge compliment yeah but it, it's interesting though because you know you talked a bit about um storytelling mm. and how that was a big focus of yours in um when you ch- found your path in wine um, as you know, storytelling is incredibly important in hip hop as well. Like, why would you say that? Um, and many wine people know this, but I'd be interested to hear from your perspective. Mm. Um, why would you say storytelling is so important in wine? What is it about telling the story? I think there's there's so many angles to to kind of come at that. I mean, I think you know, even bringing back in the you know a little bit of the 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 psychology you know where we we kind of we think that we've been in in this kind of you know environment with phones and TVs and all of this stuff for for so many years but you know the the, the fact of the matter is is that it's just a, a click of the fingers really it's just a kind of a blink of the eye and you know most of the time how did information get passed down you know really thousands of years ago it was it was through stories it was it was through art you know it was it was um how things got remembered and people got remembered and things that we learned got kind of got passed down. And, and so I, I believe that we've evolved to just be hardwired, you know, the people who could remember the stories and could respond to the stories. They obviously had a, you know, a huge power over the people that couldn't, you know, they, they, and they, I think, developed and those people kind of flourished and, and, and could kind of hang around. And I think the ones that are left, you know, us a lot who are left now, you know, we are, we are just innately kind of hardwired for, for, for storytelling and to remember stories. And, and I think, you know, we can always remember our teachers at school, you know, the ones who just stuck to the facts and the ones who made a story and made it, made it, made it a visual, made it auditory, you know, really kind of brought us into that. And, and I think that, you know, to bring it back to wine, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of great wine and decent wine being made all over the world. You know, now that we've got technology um, now that we, you know, again, understand more and more, um, you know, you, I'm sure you, you, you see, you've seen people and you've heard of people, you know, going into a shop and we call it like the wall of wine, you know, not the wolf of wine, the wall of wine. You just, you just have <laughs> thousands of thousands of wines in front of you. And it's like, what, which one are you going to go for? You know, how, how can you as a consumer, you know, how can you kind of distinguish between all of these wines? And, um, you know, there's a lot being said as well, you know, wine is probably behind a lot of other drinks categories in terms of its, its packaging, you know, making something interesting, making it stand out. They all kind of look the same. And I think that, that the, the kind of secret weapon really of, of all of these brands, no matter what their size is, is their story, you know, and, and it's, and it's, um, I think it's what, ultimately white might save wine you know there's fewer and fewer young people drinking wine now and i think i think a big part of why why 
fewer young people are drinking wine is because wine hasn't been so hot on its storytelling. I, I genuinely <clears throat> feel that it's it's that important, and that you know it's fundamental to to being relevant into the future. Absolutely, like when you look at marketing today. Right. Everyone loves to say, oh, marketing to millennials or whatever. But just I'll say marketing today overall, it's all about the story. Everything has a story. You go to a restaurant, your waiter's giving you the specials for 15 minutes because they're telling you what the cow's mom had for breakfast before she was killed that day. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the, the story. And don't get me wrong, I'm interested in eating this cow because I'm like, hmm, wonder how that's gonna affect this meal. Like at the end of the day, the story is so important for helping you to connect to things that you just may have zero idea about, you know? And um wine is so rich in history. It's, you know, it, it's about the the family's lineage. You know, you think about the way that vineyards are passed down in France, but, yeah. uh, you know, like you think about that, it's the family is so important and there's always going to be a story behind that. There's so much history in a bottle. I think that's where wine is unique. And, um, one, uh, a big uh, reason why I wanted to have you on the show um, as an amazing storyteller and person that um, seeks out great stories in wine, uh, but also find a great way to just talk about another big way that wine and hip hop connect is the importance of the stories, the communication of the stories like wine has the advantage where it's like it's a fully immersive thing. You can drink this moment in time learn about it, appreciate it visually. Only thing you can't do is hear it. That's where I come in and why I'm bringing the hip hop with it. But, <laughs> but you know, when you think about wine, there's so many ways that you can connect the story. But the same thing with hip hop, storytelling is, hip hop was founded on storytelling. You know, it's, it is the story of black culture in America from the late 70s on, <laughs> you know, that that's hip hop. And so if I had to, I know you mentioned um, your spirit animal is um, Tribe Called Quest, but I'm going to have to say that your spirit animal is Ghostface Killer, <laughs> one of the most amazing storytellers to ever grace the microphone because of the level of detail that he mm. It conveys his stories and it's like you can almost see it, you know, um, like Ghostface is so good. There's a, a song, Strawberry. Now, this is a little, um, you know, it's a little crude. So pardon me. But <laughs> Ghostface actually described what it was like to have sex, like what it feels like. He described it perfectly. And Ghost, like, I don't know another rapper that could do something like that. So it's just um, it's. I think that both wine and music have interesting ways of connecting people mm. and you do that by feeling. Mm. I always say you can't describe a vibe, you can only feel it. But stories are important to bring us in that vibe. The stories create the vibe, it sets the tone. Yeah, 100% and and you know, I you're obviously a lot closer to the industry in in the US than I am and I, and I think that, you know, one of the one of the things that I think, you know, sets my podcast and my approach apart you know let, let, let's look kind of yeah behind the the curtain a bit you know and, and think about i guess you know what are the what are the things that really drive me and i think the one thing that 
you know, as a, re a relatively newcomer to wine, you know, uh, 2017, you know, that, that was really when I really entered, um, you know, doing anything professionally about wine. Um, you know, it's just, it's just that, that, that the thing that caught me out, really, the thing that caught me by surprise is, you know, where is the, where is the producer's voice, literally the producer's voice in the marketing? You know, I, I just saw that um, so much of what we receive, either as wine trade or as consumers, it, it gets filtered. It gets filtered through a sommelier, it gets filtered through a master of wine, a journalist, um, you know, it gets some, sometimes if, 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 if through even podcasters, you know, who are, who don't have the, 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 the winemaker on, they're talking about the wine kind of in, in the absence of the, of the winemaker. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, winemakers are great storytellers, you know, um, what about getting their voices out there? I mean, obviously sometimes there's an issue with, with accents and that, but also, you know, it's, I think it's nice to, to be able to have that thick French accent coming through and like, you know, right, what, right. What, what, you know that's you a learn. part of it. Like course, that, course. that's a part of it. When you, you think about like a movie, like the Godfather, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you're, you're, you're getting to experience this old Italian culture by seeing the way that it's connecting with yours. Like it's, it's, it's a very, very important part of it to, to get the full experience. Exactly. Um, you, you need you need those subtitles, and and maybe if you're feeling yeah, uh, you want to stretch yeah. it up, you turn the, off the subtitles, you know, and just just try and try and figure it out and get and get just get absorbed into it, you know. It's it's I think it's all part of the fun. You got I think yeah, definitely. I want to get the the producer's voice out there, you know. It's and maybe there's another hip hop analogy as well, you know. We, we, for 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 many years, I think the kind of the the pendulum has kind of swung back and forth, hasn't it? Between okay, w were people listening to the MC? Were they listening to the DJ? Were they listening to the interplay between mm -hmm. them? And that in itself, you know, I think is a, is an is 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 so interesting in it. And it, I think it will always kind of go go backwards and, and 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 forth. And again, it's like yeah, you know, what what's the what's the producer bringing to to this? Is it's not just about the MC? It's all about you got to respect the producer. So wine and hip hop, we have a series within our podcast called Respect the Producer, okay. where we focus on highlighting the music producer and the wine producer, because at the end of the day, just like you mentioned, their voice gets lost in all of this. So often you think about wine, like Jeremy says from Dujac, good friend, one of the most chill, humble, down-to-earth people that you would meet in this world. Yeah, but yeah. there are so many people that drink his wine that may not even necessarily know his name. They know Dujac, and they just think like, oh, this, you know, he's probably some rich asshole. It's just not the case, right? Like, <laughs> and winemakers are farmers, yeah, and yeah, yeah, they yeah. are so often not able to speak on their own behalf. <laughs> so it's, so we focus on respecting the producer, they, their, um, and like their passion and patience behind creating this entire culture. Um, but well, yeah, that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. And, and, and that, I, gotta, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of just put it in there and, 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 and I know I get, I get pushback on this all the time. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm immune to the, to the pushback a bit, but, but, you know, your point there around the producer's voice, you know, that maybe they, they, they haven't been able to kind of put it out there, you know, ultimately at, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not, 
I was never an audio guy before I started. You know, the the, the really, you know, I uh, I know we spoke a little bit about when I had you on my podcast. You know, you you, you used to put together the uh, like the the radio shows. You know, as as a kid, I I did the same. I, I was recording songs off the radio, and then you know, putting it next to the speaker and then pausing it and doing my little voiceover and then trying to get the, but, but that was when I was like eight, you know, eight or nine. And, and, and I, I never, I was never into music production or audio production really until then 2017, which is, you know, a good, good number of years later. And my point is, is that you don't need to be a genie. If I can figure it out, then it kind of anybody can figure it out. And I, and I, and I really think that those, conversations that the producers are having which normally is like even but it's between themselves it's over a barrel in a you know in a in a in a damp cellar somewhere you know i just feel like if somebody could could capture some of those conversations and get them out there you know a lot of people would love to hear them you know all over the world it could be a really interesting um force and and, and one of the pushbacks i get is that you know we kind of don't have enough time you know as producer i know everyone's busy and everyone's always got a lot of time but I, I i personally i see doing something like that as just as valuable or maybe more valuable than like a, a wine fair you know like you kill off a wine fair and maybe do it start doing a podcast controversial <laughs> <laughs> exactly nah man yo you definitely do your thing on the podcast so like you uh, I've, as you mentioned, I've been on there, you know, yeah. uh, and and people enjoy talking to you, man. So tell me, like, do you have? Well, let me ask you this way: I know that you're very interested in the seven eleven four rule. Okay. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the seven eleven four rule, and you know what is it, and how that can help podcasters? I can help podcasters. Okay, yeah, we 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 go we're going down a little bit the the kind of marketing angle here, which I you know I think I think your audience will will, will <laughs> like to hear as well because you know if they if 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 your audience are yeah entrepreneurs if they're trying to get people to to care about a brand maybe maybe a new brand maybe um, yeah something that's a side hustle you know there's there's lots of things maybe if somebody's you know running for uh, office or somebody somebody is you know trying to raise money for a charity you know pretty much whatever it is um google did did some research that says that basically they gave the name to you know that that time when somebody tells you about something or maybe you know going on holiday somewhere and you're like you know i'm gonna do some research i'm gonna go google that place see what it looks like maybe go onto youtube Maybe go on to Instagram, see see what the pictures are like from there, see who's going there. Um, they call that the, the zero moment of truth, which is like before you even show up on the radar of of anybody, before you even you know enter a cart or, or any, you, you do your due diligence, you do your kind of background stalking. Um, and what Google uh, showed, and and, it, and it's been replicated to the research, is that um, what you need to aim for. To get somebody to give a damn, you need them to engage with your brand or your message for seven hours. Um, it should be on at least 11 different occasions and across four locations. Yeah. So the, the, the locations is, is usually the one that, that isn't kind of 
quite so clear, but the location, it could be, again, watching something on YouTube, you know, long format, something on YouTube, listening to podcasts, um, yeah, Facebook, TikTok, you know, these are all different environments. Maybe it's, maybe it's in in-person, you know, you do in-person events, so it's, maybe it's something in real life. Um, and, I, and for me, the big thing about podcasting, I think why that really plays into that, especially for the seven hours, is that it's one of the hardest things going now to get somebody to sit down and watch one of your videos. <laughs> you know, as, as, as soon as it goes over about five minutes, people are, people are switching off. You know, we're, we're competing with Netflix out here. You know, it's, it's tough, you know, for us to just sort of put something up there and it, and it to go viral and, you know, do a, do a squid game is difficult. Whereas, whereas with, with audio, what, the, what they've shown is that, you know, because people, they're generally, um, more often than not, they're multitasking. You know, they, they've, got the, they've got the earphones in while they're walking the dog or they're driving to work or, or they're at work uh, or they're in the gym or, the, you know, they're, or they're cooking. They're doing something else. So they're generally um, a little bit more forgiving. You know, they will listen to a full hour or two hours in the car when they would never in their life sit down and watch that same content as a video. So I think, you know, the, the, the story here is that 7-11-4 is, is how you get people to give a damn. And absolutely, podcasting, I think, is the, is the most effective part of that mix to really get up those hours, you know, to get them to as close to that seven hours as possible. That's Get dope, yo. Well. You just changed my life with that. You just changed my life with that, man. <laughs> Mr. 7-11-4 in the building, <laughs> a.k.a. Ghostface Killer, a.k.a. Lawrence Francis, man. <laughs> yo, Lawrence, man, you are the man. Oh, so um, where can everyone find you? How, how can we get to you? What's the IG? Where should we look for you? So we got, yeah, at, at Interpreting Wine. Is uh, is Instagram, Facebook as well, um, at Interpreting Wine, and at Wine Podcast is a Twitter. What he's not telling y'all is at my AKA Ghostface Killer, <laughs> <laughs> the Ghostface Killer of Wine. <laughs> I was I was actually listening to him last night. It's, 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 it's funny you say that. Listen to the song <laughs> Strawberry Man. Amazing, amazing song. Because you have another show, don't you, called Wine Bars, where you look at the different tracks, yep. lines that are in hip-hop tracks that are about wine, right? That, and you, yeah, what, we pick out our favorite wine references that end up in, in raps. You be so, you got Raekwon one day, I drink heavy bottles of Krug, randomly. Like that, <laughs> and that was probably like 2003, you know, like this, yeah. this stuff's been happening, man. It, it's been happening, and it's only happening a lot more. I wanted to, to share something that just sort of came to me last night, actually. Yeah. And, and it's the reason why I was, I was listening to, 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 to Ghostface Killer, because I, I think that the wine bars is, is such an amazing, um, amazing, amazing idea. But then, but then it kind of hit me out of the blue. I was like, hmm, that's an interesting idea. But what if, uh, because presumably, I, I mean, uh, you know, there are lots of, lots of lyrics and uh, lines about wine, but, but, you know, I was thinking, okay, is there any way of making that that world sort of bigger? You know, kind of finding more more connections. 
And, uh, you know, these, these are the things that, that kind of happen to you at sort of, yeah, half, half 10 when, you, when, you've got a, when you've got a glass of wine in your hand. Um, and I was like, so, so we got to get you on wine bars. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Get, get me back in. But I, but I was thinking, what about if there was, if there are song titles, hip hop song titles that you could make a connection back to wine through? And then I, I started looking and then, and then I went, okay, Moz Def from Black on Both Sides. You know the, the track he's got called New World Water? Yeah. That cool, refreshing drink. Try it with your friends. New world water makes the tide rise high. Come in, land, and make your house go by. I was like, <laughs> what, what if that song was actually about irrigation in Argentina? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we, we don't know, man. That could have been the inspiration. That could have been the inspiration. You're yeah. right, <laughs> Kanye West. I know you. I know you're a big fan. You mentioned him a lot. You know, uh, late registration. What if it? What if it? He's got a track called Roses. You know, w- what if it was? What if it was actually Roses? <laughs> it could. Yo, it, listen. You you had um. What what was the uh, the outcast? Um, Jay Roses. Um, Roses really smell like ooh, ooh, ooh. I always said that that was very, very important to aroma in wines. You know, it shows the subjective nature of wine because, you know, some people like the way that roses smell and some people think that roses smell like ooh, ooh, ooh. That just, that's... (laughs) That's a wine song right there. So I think think you're right, man. We got to work this album out. This is it, yeah. No, I, I love it. I love the creativity of, of yeah, bringing the two together. Uh, you've opened up a, a whole new world, I think, for a lot of people. So, yeah, a lot of respect. We trying, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hip Hop Head, you guys make sure y'all check out Interpret and Wine. You know you're going to see your boy on there soon. It's your man, Wolf of Wine, out of here. Peace. <laughs> this was a moment in Wine and Hip Hop, brought to you by Crew Love.